What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. What's up, everybody? What's up? We are on location for this podcast podcast episode. <laughs> uh, we are at one of our newfound favorite places. Yes, close uh, to where we live. In yeah, Franklin. very close. It's in Franklin, Tennessee. And we have the honor of being at Urban Market. Mm -hmm. And that's our new favorite jam. And we are here with the owner. Co-owner. Oh, founder. <laughs> founder and co-owner. Co-owner. Of Urban Market, yes. Ashley Hogan Camp. Yep. So nice to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. It might be my first podcast. Really? Yeah, I think it so might we're, be. We're breaking you in. Yeah. But you, he said before we got everything set up, you have been on like radio before, like talking about yes. Urban Market yeah. stuff. A variety of things, but maybe not podcast, podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're first actually everything. in the restaurant talking too. So that's, we have all this fun you know, people sound in the background. Um, so it feels really cool. Yeah, I was telling Kels, I was like, it's probably hard to get a moment when it's quiet in here because it's like, you guys do breakfast, you guys are busy during lunch, you know, it's like. And when... it's seven days a week. So, <laughs> so yeah. even just scheduling maintenance or something is is challenging because it's nonstop. Yeah. Um, and nonstop buzz, which I think adds to the fun of the energy, you know, yeah. being here. Totally. It seems like you're always busy in here though. I mean, even when we were like talking back and forth about scheduling the podcast, I was like, there's not a time when they're not busy in there. No. So it's like, there's going to be noise. There's going to be people. It's going to be like in the moment. Yeah. And that's exactly what we wanted. So it's totally. going to be cool. Yeah. This is a good time. Though. We were able to find a spot. Yeah. We really appreciate you doing this with us. So let's dive right in. Well, I want to know about the, own, the co founder, co-owner thing. Tell okay. us, dive into that. So co-founder with my husband. His name's Matt Hogan-Gamp. Okay. Um, and then we still co-own together. So it's just the two of us that have put a lot of sweat equity and blood, sweat, and tears into to this and a bunch of pennies. And so it's just grown with work and mission to serve people first. And then, um, yeah, so we, a lot of, I think, businesses realize capital and cash flow is really important, mm -hmm. you know, to continue to grow and invest in your employees and your staff and your community. And um, so being co-owner was really important because then you don't have any other vested interests from other people for money's sake alone because they may or may not share the same mission. And so this is this is a pretty hardcore mission to serve people the absolute best quality food that's void of chemicals and pesticides and artificial stuff that our bodies don't recognize. And so being co-owner is kind of a, it's more of a, um, I'm more proud of it now after going into our eighth year to be able to say that just because it's it's taken a lot of sacrifice to do that. I bet. Um, and not many people do it, you know, because it's tough. Yeah. So tell us, how did you come up with the concept and, like, what made you want to, like, create this? So I feel like my story started with marrying Matt. His family were a bunch of chiropractors, and I feel like I married an organic family. They were – his grandmother, his Mimi, was brewing kombucha, you know, 50, 60 years ago, and they called it mushroom tea. And wow. they were just kind of dating and then marrying into that family. I saw how healthy and happy they were. And so it just opened up things that I had never been exposed to before um, and how they were treating their bodies and able to obtain health and, you know, mental health, physical health, 
emotional health, spiritual health in such an easy and fun way that it was inspiring. Um, I was practicing architecture in Houston, Texas with my husband. And then I accidentally got pregnant with my first daughter, Ayla. Um, and that kind of sent me into questioning all of the things I had learned from his family about lifestyle more so, you know, once you're like everything you put in and on your body is affecting another human, you know, then it was, it just kind of, uh, exponentially made my interest greater. Um, we had her in 2014, May of 2014. And then it was that fall that I was trying to balance career as well as a mom being a mom, as well as now researching every product that I put in and on my family's body. And so we, um, were around the table one evening. I had run through Whole Foods and grabbed a bunch of products to rush home to see her for like an hour and a half before she had to go to bed. You know, I'm, I was a weekend mom, you mm-hmm. know, that's what it felt like. And then I was also skimping on a career. And then I was frustrated because I had overpaid for a product. Um, and so I was frustrated that you couldn't just go into a place and it was vetted, like truly vetted, mm-hmm. not just for marketing purposes, but but truly it was clean. Yeah. So I felt like it was like, my gosh, I got to like find some more time to research and it felt like another full-time job and so I was venting to Matt and he said that's what we should do we should open a health food market and so we I think I still had post-pregnancy hormones kicking in she was about six <laughs> months old and I was like oh yeah that's a great idea we should totally <laughs> quit our careers and sell everything I mean we sold our house and sold all of our furniture and we moved from Houston Texas um, to, to Franklin because we just did research and wanted uh, well-traveled families mainly. We knew moms do most of the shopping. No offense to dads, but yeah. moms are the primary ones who research and care about what they're feeding their kids and manage the health of the family. Yeah. So we wanted families, we wanted moms, and we wanted well-traveled families because then if you've been exposed to good quality, then you appreciate it and you see value in it. So how many places did you look at moving to? Was Franklin one of five or how many places were you kind of scoping it out as far as everything? We sold our house in early May of 2014, 2015. And we had no idea how many pennies we were going to have from that. I mean, pretty much pennies looking back on it. It's a miracle that we started a business and still have it operational now. But we knew we wanted to be closer to family, which is the western part of the state of Kentucky. And so we just wanted to be a day's drive, like Mm -hmm. six hours. So we that was kind of fun just to tour around like a radius around. So within six hours of the Western part of Kentucky. Um, and we looked in the Carolinas, we looked in St. Louis and even Chicago areas and down, you know, to uh, Memphis and around in Nashville. I had family here in Franklin. Okay. Um, and so that kind of put it on our radar more so. And we just did research and found that there wasn't really something like this. So we landed on Franklin. So what did it like start out as? Was it originally just a market and then it kind of expanded into this that it is now? So the wall behind you, the the half wall was a full height wall. So we took over the space on the other side of it and it was all organic market, health food, supplements. We had drip coffee and then we had oils and balsamics and things that would make convenient, healthy living, you know, to where you could come in and get what you needed to go home and make dinner without going to the farmer's market and another store for this thing and you know, another farmer for this. Um, and then five weeks after we opened, we had such a demand for food, prepared food. We literally popped up card tables and induction burners and toaster ovens. And we started making four sandwiches 
And then we just grown to offer more and more, you know, not having a ton of traffic at that time. We had no marketing dollars. So this was just word of mouth. This was just serving every single person and hoping they would come back. Um, we, we would, you know, put a lot of money into produce. Well, in two days, your kale starts to be sad looking. Still amazing organic kale. It just needs to be eaten. Yeah. But shoppers coming through don't want to get two-day-old kale. They want fresh out of the field kale. So we started taking those things and just making soups out of it and then selling that. So we went from like sandwiches to soups to salads to right. And we just got to the point very quickly in about a year and a half that we were selling out of everything we had prepped and made before lunch. Wow. wow. So then we had people mad at us, right? They came at 1130 and we're already out. Like we'll make more, add more equipment. It was like, we were done. We had no more space. We didn't have the money really to add more equipment. And so we just made a decision. We either shut it down, the, the prepared food piece of it, or we expand. And so that's what we did. We opened to the public in 2019, um, what you see now. Um, and so it was going full. We thought that we were preparing for full growth, but we're already out of space now. Um, so that's encouraging because you've got a huge volume of people who want real food. Right. Just without all the, the fluff, the preservatives, the artificial things, you know, that the, either their children have dietary needs or they realize the inflammation that certain things cause on their body. Um, so it's been kind of cool to be able to serve people that aligns with our mission, you yeah. know? Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And we were talking about this too. Like I told you like the vibe when I came in here, um, it's these upscale quality food with like not the pretentiousness so you feel like you're like just going into this very relaxing space and you know you could come in here with a friend your family have a coffee have a I mean you guys have alcohol too it's mm -hmm. really, we love the mm -hmm. wine here um but there's so much to offer on the menu too like TJ was saying breakfast lunch dinner and again I love just the the feeling of like I don't have to dress up I don't have to look a certain way to be here you know, I can experience this high-end food, but like you said, you're a girl that just wears a ball cap a lot of the time. <laughs> and so, like, you're very much in this vision. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. Very cool. Our tagline, we've used this since the beginning, but it seems to be the most, like, common thing that describes us is to eat real and be real. Mm -hmm. Like, just in people come in in suits and people come in really dressed up, and then you have people in yoga pants and they just got finished doing a sauna, you know, sweat or whatever. And that you can all share the same quality of food. Yeah. You know, my grandma asked me, she's passed away now, but when we first opened, she said, well, what does organic mean anyway? I said, well, it's what you thought you were buying when you went to the grocery store. You just want an apple. You just want a sandwich that doesn't have things that are harming your body, whether you know it or not, you know? Um, and so it's to us, it's like, it's just, it's to the point you talked about, um, the environment. So my background's architecture. So materiality is really important. So if you see something that looks like wood, it's wood. Right. If you pick up an apple, it's an apple. Like nothing's trying to be something it's not. And even our kitchens, if you've noticed our kitchens are pulled forward, like it's the transparency of what we're doing and how we're doing it. We wanted people to have that connection. We can't show you the farm. <laughs> we don't have a window to the farms growing the food but but we want it to be as close to that as we can yeah I, I want you guys to see the farmer walking in with muddy boots dropping off eggs because then you're like oh wow someone cared about 
the animals, someone cared about the food that they're growing because then that has healing effects as well, you know, on your body and your consumption of it. So. Yeah, visually, I mean, the layout seems very intentional. Like like you were saying, like, I very love- Very open space, yes. a lot of clear glass. You can see through everything. Um, transparency is the word that comes along. Yeah. You just want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Like you like you said, I mm-hmm. want you to see everything that's going on. And, mm-hmm. and the thing that amazed me when we ate here, Kelsey, was like the quality of food. I mean, yeah. easily you go to Nashville and pay you know, a huge amount of money for like great quality. Uh, and I would still even say like, I felt like what I got here compared to like some money I've spent in Nashville, I've been like, okay, that really wasn't, you know, like you can taste the freshness. Like mm-hmm. I had a the burger, it was like the French onion. Do we have a mushroom Swiss? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> so good. I just died. And like their potato salad. Okay. This oh, is the just potato, a potato salad. salad. Oh my gosh. But you're like, okay, it's a potato salad. No. No. This is, this is unlike amazing. any other potato salad I've ever tasted. Yeah. I don't know what you put in there. There's a certain herb. It's mint. Is it mint? Is it mint? There's a variety of There's herbs. There's a bunch of Our them. executive chef, he loves herbs. But the like, flavor in that potato salad, because I got it with, I got the turkey sandwich uh-huh. and I got the potato salad. And I was like, Kelsey, you've got to try this freaking potato. I don't know it's what true. they did. And now we it's get true. it every time. Well, and the wines too. So like, obviously your mission in the food, I feel like I can tell just from looking at the wines that you all have available. They're mostly all organic, sustainably mm-hmm. farmed, natural wines. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Amorica. We love Amorica. Mm-hmm. We, um, we've had experiences with it before and we got that when we came here. And we also feel like the prices on the wines are really great too. Mm-hmm. Like you can get a bottle here for under what? Under 20. 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We have a couple if people want, yeah. you know, some options, but most of it we try, that's, that's everything in the store. We try to find like the best quality for the best price. And then our mission is we're not hiking it up. Like I went to a restaurant in Nashville a couple weeks ago. And they had the same wine, uh-huh. one of the same wines we have. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> they are like, no, we're just going to like, we're just going to get a beer. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I'm not paying four times what, you know. I know. And what sucks is like a lot of the time beer. you want wine. You don't want to have a beer. And I felt like we could come here and get a full meal, get a bottle of wine. And I was like, oh, I feel really good about that purchase. Oh, yeah. Last time we were here, we split a, a South African rosé brute. Oh, that was so, so good. good. Yeah. Um, what made you want to like carry, carry the wine? wine. Like, yeah. How did that element come into like the healthy, you know, yeah. food lifestyle that you're trying to I present think here? Life, I think life needs moderation and balance. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think we try to overcomplicate things sometimes and some people are, are extreme. None of this, do this, do this for this many. Di- I just think we just need more of a rhythm in life. And some of the, sometimes that just requires a glass of wine with friends. Now, do I say you should drink wine, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day? No. But I think if you want to have a good bottle of wine with a friend, like, you should have options. You should have the cleanest option at the best price. Um, And so we try to get, like, biodynamic, uh, sustainable. A lot of ours are old world because, unfortunately, the new world wines tend to be, um, you can taste the, to me, it's almost like metallic that you can taste and then you just know about the soil and you know about the water sourcing and the things yep. and California wines. I mean, I just, I just tend to not drink them. Yeah. Um, also just knowing climate issues they have with water and the way that things are grown affects the quality of the product. And so mm-hmm. we just, we wanted such a, a vast option for, for every person, for their diet, for their wants, needs, restrictions. 
you know, we have a lot of people who think because we own Urban Market that we are on this extreme weird diet they don't even know the acronym for. Yeah. And um, it's not true. I would say we're like Weston A. Price is probably the best description. If you're not familiar with them, I highly recommend going to them. But they've, they're probably 50 or 60 years above ahead of the world in diet health and understanding the body and the immune response and system. But it's just kind of you eat more fresh vegetables in the summer. You know, you eat more wild game in the fall. You eat more uh, preser uh, preserved canned goods and meats in the winter. You know, mm -hmm. and it's just naturally how our seasons are is what we, our family, tend to eat. And I think that gives good balance as well as you may have more rosé wine and, you know, the early summer than you do in the winter, right? Yeah. And I think that that's good for our bodies and our our minds and our hearts to have this kind of joy with food and beverages. Um, so we just wanted a vast options for, for people. And that includes wine and beers as well. That's cool. It's really cool. I love that. <laughs> I do. I agree with that too. Like, I love how you're saying it's not just like physically better for you, but for your mind too. And like how seasons are designed in this world for a reason and how we celebrate certain things at certain times. And it helps us to have this ever changing, but also things being consistently the same at the same time, but then they are ever changing. I don't know. That's what one thing I love about wine. is like where it grows, like the terroir, like from year to year, depending on, you know, the season, they'll have more rain or more this mm -hmm. or more that. And you can get a totally, di it's still the wine. It's still, you know, the same, but it's also different. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of like our world from the beginning of time. Like these things all exist, but they're ever changing, but they're still the same. And it's mm -hmm. like, how are we going to treat it? Are we going to treat it with respect? Are we going to cultivate it? And I don't know, like the diet to me, almost like the word comes to me is just like truth. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why, but like truth and trust. And it's just like, I'm having a product, something that I know is from its truest nature mm -hmm. and I can trust it. Because I feel like we've been really misled for the past, I mean, especially like I remember growing up as a kid, I feel like my parents were very unaware of like things in the grocery store. Like people just thought like, oh, like there's a whole push on milk. Like this is great for you. Like drink it all the time and have these strong bones. And like there's just been this like marketing campaign to people surrounding food for so long thinking like cereal is really, really good for us. I mean, when I was a kid, I just remember always seeing cereal commercials and like <laughs> yeah. I wanted the that box of cereal because it attracted me with the colors mm -hmm. and the things like that. And like, but I felt like my parents weren't really like given options. You know, we weren't a wealthy family and it was kind of like Same here. we can just try to, you know, eat what we can for our family. And but my, they still did a lot of home cooked meals like casseroles and stuff. I grew up north. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff, um, a lot of canned stuff from my grandma's generation. So yeah, I almost felt like yeah. my grandma's generation was eating healthier yep. than my mom because I, I remember her always making things like from the ground. Like there was all these gardens and then mm -hmm. they, and then there was the shift. And I, I don't know if that was like the 70s convenience. and 80s. Yeah, like convenience. convenience. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that we're starting to kind of go back the other way. I think it's through education and awareness. People are just now finding out how sick our food is making us. Mm -hmm. It's the marketing. And I, I'm i a big supporter of capitalism, but honesty. I think like we've talked about transparency and we've talked about authenticity. and um, But I think honesty in all of it. The food pyramid, it was probably one of the worst things that has ever happened to the American diet. You know, it's, it's, it's total garbage and people are trusting it. Um, and it, 
it's the marketing of it, right? They made it bright and colorful so kids ask for it. And mm. I respect that they're able to do that. But then when you get the box of cereal, it shouldn't be loaded with artificial dyes and sweeteners that other countries do not allow. I mean, they are they are forbidden. If you look at like Fruit Loops in um, France versus Fruit Loops here, they don't have this stuff that's allowed here. Right. And so, but those things are harming our children's minds, our children's development. Um, and so it's, <coughs> excuse me, I think honesty in an education through all of it is really important. Yeah. I'm choking up. On no, you're good. <laughs> you're just getting passionate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do feel, though, like it is crazy how much more important all of this is becoming to people. And it's nice that, you know, here they, like what you were saying, I, I want people to be able to come someplace like your original journey. You didn't want to have to keep doing the additional research. You want to just go somewhere and be like, oh, I can have this. And I don't need to look up every single little thing on my phone to find out if this is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because I've got that Yuka app now. I'm, like, scanning everything all the time. and um, Literally, all the time. Yeah, all the time. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, once you start to you go down the rabbit hole, it's nice to be able to come someplace like this and you don't have to, like, think about it. See, I started there. I started yeah. pulling that thread on the sweater and then mm -hmm. the whole thing unraveled. You're like, oh, my gosh, what am I feeding yeah. myself and my family? And, and it's education. It's awareness and it's being uh, open-minded. I yeah. love the saying, you can be open-minded and not worry about your brain falling out. Yeah. You can yeah, right. you can be open to questions and ideas and then research it for yourself and make the best decision, you know, with that information. But, um, yeah, whether it's wine or fast food or, <coughs> you know, cereal that you're buying, it's important that you understand what you're putting on your body. And that can be overwhelming. And yeah. that's honestly why Urban started. Yeah. Was so that you could walk in and be like, well, wow, like that's $6. Like this other one's three. Well, why? Right. Mm -hmm. And some of it may just be that brand charges more and you can pick. You should have options um, and make the best choice. But then sometimes that $6 one is one that has a higher level of water quality and sourcing and manufacturing. And, you know, and so you should have those options and understand when you walk into a place that it's vetted, it's right. clean. You know, seed oils is a big one right now um, that. You know, we've, we've in our family really thought all of the chemicals and the artificial everything is harming our bodies as well as sugar, mm -hmm. sugars and everything. Um, the way we're pasteurizing everything is you were talking about milk. Milk's actually really good for us, but it's, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways, raw is what our bodies are yeah. supposed to have. Yeah. We're supposed to have animals on our land and we're, we're caring for them and they have good life and a healthy life pastured out on grass eating what they're supposed to be eating because mm -hmm. animals instinctively will eat things they need to have a healthy habit and a healthy body. Because then when we're consuming their meat or their product, their milk, we're consuming their health, right. if you will. Well, if we're pasteurizing that, we're reducing the enzymes in the milk that our bodies need to digest that. So that's why you're seeing all these dairy allergies. And then you have people who switch to raw milks, like they either have a cow or they buy part of a cow and they're consuming that directly from the farmer, they can drink milk all day. Wow. That's amazing. It's That's so, but crazy. it's education. It's you know, yeah. it's knowing. Yeah. And it's got, and then you've got all of these benefits. But I could see why Department of Agriculture are like, eh, we'll just get rid of, we'll pasteurize everything to potentially get rid of any bacteria that's harmful. Because there's a risk there. But that's with a bottle of water. 
Did they keep it hot on the truck and now it's leaching chemicals into your water? Yeah. There's risk with everything. Yeah. Talk about this with my children, the risk. And then my daughter likes to quiz me. Well, is there a risk in, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, because this, you know, so there's a risk with everything and you make the best decision you can with all the information you know at the time. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, but we got to have fun with it. We can't get so burdened. (laughs) And that's when you might just need to have a glass of wine with friends to, (laughs) you know, be like, whoo. I got way too stressed out about mold. I'm going to just take it down the notch and enjoy my company and my relationship. But I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck in their head is like they can't move on and like, like kind of, I don't know, separate the things. Like it's all or, it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and going back to like you guys carrying wine, it's like, well, I'm doing the healthy lifestyle, so I can't have any of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were saying like in moderation and like enjoying yeah. it with friends or whatever, like you can enjoy a good bottle of organic wine or totally. whatever yeah. and still stay true to who you are and what you're trying to do for yourself or your family. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I'm sure your mind has been blown just being a business owner, bringing in all this food and, and just seeing, you know, once you're in something mm-hmm. and seeing the hypocrisy or whatever they're mm-hmm. trying to do in the food area. Yeah. I'm sure like you're you're shocked and surprised. It you know, I'm I don't know that I'm I've been more surprised other than more aware and reinforced in yeah. what I thought. In your vision? Yeah. And what you're trying to do. It's here? just been like almost fired, you know? Like gotcha. it's just been strengthened. Yeah. Um and and no, we were when we first thought about opening, we were way too extreme. We were like, No dairy, we're not gonna have any sugar. And I was like, no, if somebody wants a candy bar or a chocolate bar, they deserve one. Let's just make it the cleanest, highest quality that we can find, you know, without going crazy overboard, like you're saying. Yeah. Because, I mean, anything from the earth is going to have, like, potential lead. It's going to have impurities. But that's okay if your body's healthy enough to process them. I actually think there's benefit in your body recognizing impurities. Like, if you have cacao... That's going to have things from the soil. That's why your soil health is important, you know. So you can easily get down this crazy extreme thought. You just got to back up because stress will kill you then. You might as well just open a bottle of wine and have a glass of wine and enjoy it and laugh about it. And and then talk about ideas and do what you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't have all organic clothing at my house because I've run through. Heck, if. If Home Depot so close, I'd probably get all my children's clothes at Home Depot because I'm like <laughs> on the go. I mean, you guys saw me zipping around here, yeah. and, you know, trying to do a bunch of stuff and um, in the quickest amount of time. And that the convenience piece is probably the biggest hurdle for us right now is how do we give parents the convenience mm-hmm. so they don't have this third job, right? Parenting, career, now the burden of like cooking all organic foods. Right. So we're trying to, like, we're getting ready to expand again. And we're going to have grab-and-goes and take-and-bakes and, and, like, family meals. So parents can decide, I'm going to have an organic meal conveniently and not have to choose, right? Is it Chick-fil-A drive-thru because it's convenient? Or do I make it from scratch and have my own garden and I've canned all, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. for today's world, we've got to have, like, the convenience meets the understanding of the purity and the honesty of what you're feeding your family. Yeah. Well, I had one other question. I've got a few more questions. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, so what has, like, the impact of, like, owning a restaurant, owning this space, like, having this business, what's the impact been with your family? Your, you said you have kids. With your kids and, like, 
your relationship with your husband. Um, how's that with all of this? We've sacrificed. So just this, this is a new season for our family where I'm trying to say no more because we have said yes to Urban and every need of every person who's come through here, whether they're on our staff. I mean, we call it our Urban family. Like we take huge responsibility for <clears throat> feeding and investing in every single person um, to the detriment of our family and our health and our marriage. I mean, so now we're kind of caring for ourselves. Mm. We're stepping back and we've got an amazing team right now. I mean, God has just blessed us with new leadership and just a heart to serve people and to help people, including our family, to where we can step back and care for our, our kids. I, I also homeschool, which is nuts. What? I'm homeschooling. My I have two children. I have an almost nine-year-old little girl who apparently is the same personality as me, which is a She's a, she's a mover and I'm homeschooling her, which has been such a blessing, but it's been really difficult to balance the amount of time that we want to give of ourselves to others. And so, um, yeah, it's, but I'm in, we're in like a really cool, uh, chapter of caring for ourselves now because yeah. the stress, right. We're like eating all this good stuff, but the stress and the lack of sleep and the, the emotional weight that we carry from others, you know, to help them and guide them has, has had a negative impact, but just being able to walk through and see like the plate of food sat down in front of a child and knowing like that's what they should be eating and parents thanking us that this is their yes place. They can come and tell their kids, yeah, you can have that. You can mm -hmm. have a treat. You can, um, that feeds us, you know, that's rewarding to be able to have such an impact on people. Whether it's just they had fun eating a cupcake with a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Because um, that's really, relationships are the most precious thing, I think, in this life. And then food helps us to have to have that relationship, you know? All right. So you were talking about family and the staff and everything like that. Like, as a business owner, how do you create, like, what's the the vibe as far as like what kind of culture are you trying to create with your staff because there's so many that's the thing, other thing i noticed when i come in there's so many people working here we have 90 employees. how many 90 90 employees. 90 employees which is insane to even say because we started my husband and i and three part-time employees that's crazy i would have never guessed 90. i would I, never guess that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah as a business owner and just again with the you know, the standard of food that you guys are, 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 you know, what you're trying to do here. How are you cultivating that within the building with your staff? Um, hmm, that's like, how do I summarize this? It has been seven years working to create a system and a place where everybody on your team is encompassing the way you and your family want to treat other people mm -hmm. um it's a culture of respect so i i find it very serious if um someone busting tables is disrespectful to someone making coffee or um a manager is disrespectful to someone washing dishes like i have a big problem with that um i'm gonna love on every single person the way i would expect them to love others so hospitality you know has a term that's serving right mm -hmm. you're you're serving other people and here's the hospitality uh definition of that 
for me, so I'm, I'm Christian faith-based. For me, that has such a deeper rooted meaning. And it's, I'm putting myself last and I'm putting you before me. Mm -hmm. um, that goes back to that relationship. And I think whenever the person knows you care about them, they're easier to forgive when you, when you don't hit the mark, you know, like, and then if I miss the mark, I'm going to be the first person, or I hope I am. I try to be that admits it. Humility. Like I, I didn't mean for you to take it that way. And then you resolve it. Conflict can be a beautiful thing if it's uh, truth with compassion and then um, you resolve because then you can strengthen a relationship. And so we have a few things, things to enforce that um, and encourage that, I guess, is a better way to say it. But sometimes it is enforcement. There's boundaries. Yeah. You know, it's whether parenting, you want free play and you want people to have um, the ability to be themselves and to, to have personality, you know, and, and not be so rigid. But you also have to have really hardline boundaries of when they cross that or right. get close to it and hold them accountable. You know, some of my best friends and the people closest to me have held me accountable when I needed to be held accountable. And so um, we have we have a gossip policy, and so it's re it's all bold, all caps in our training manual and in our policy, and we define what gossip is, and it's saying something negative about another person <clears throat> to a person who can't help us resolve it. So if I go to you and I say, "Hey, um, somebody on the build a bar is they they have a dumb haircut," you can't help me with their dumb haircut, right? That's gossip. Mm -hmm. And you and I are both engaged in that. So it's you being, hey, Ashley, I don't think that was, I don't think that was positive. I kind of feel like that's gossip. And you shut it down, mm. right? Because you care about the person on Build-A-Bar who just had someone say something negative. But if I went to you and you were a manager and I said, hey, somebody's not wearing a hat. And by law, we have to have our hair covered. You could help me resolve that. Right. Right. So we, and it's, it's it's pretty well held us to where we can hold our team to when we're disrespecting our coworkers and our guests. Because this can happen if someone's walking up and they're hangry. We get a lot of hangry people. We get the sometimes the worst version of people because <laughs> they're hungry right. and they I just, just want my food. Got bad news, or you know, and they walk in and then they're hungry and then we're out of their matcha, you right. know, and they're well. We, we can't turn and start talking negatively about someone unless that manager maybe is going to go help us resolve the person who's mad about matcha. So it kind of just checks all of us, right, to where we're caring about people in a way that creates a culture mm -hmm. that people want to be a part of. Like we've had people thank us when they've come on. Thank you for that gossip policy. I worked at a place before that didn't have that and it was toxic. And it's a virus. It will destroy your family, your workplace. Yeah. And so we just, we don't tolerate it. That's good. I think it's just people know we love them. Like I love, one of my favorite parts of coming to Urban is I walk through and hug everybody. I noticed. <laughs> all <Yeah>. 90? Well, <laughs> they're not kidding. all here one time, but yeah. Hi, 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 hi. And so it's funny that the ladies in the bakery, some of them, English is not their their primary language, and so they all kind of giggle at me because I'm a, I'm a big squeezer. Uh, like I think it's like like kind of gasp some people before, so they get ready for it and they giggle, you know. And <laughs> but I, I think it's good because you just have a moment. You don't have hours that you can spend with every single person, but you have a moment where it's just checking, right. and they know you love them, and you're grateful for them doing what they're doing because whether it's bartender with 
pouring a glass of wine or if it's coffee or it's someone restocking the shelves or, you know, like yeah. people want to feel like they're contributing to something bigger than just themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, I, I did notice when the first time we came here, like the staff seemed very happy. Mm -hmm. Like they were very like right in the front end when you come in and you order your food, like smiles, like friendly. Um, people look happy to work here. They look very busy. They're not just like sitting there staring or like looking at a phone, like, you know, you'll go places and it's like that. Um, so there, there's definitely like a, a vibrantness mm, like here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and you know, we try to encourage people that are struggling with that. Like you're growing character, but wherever you are, there you are, wherever you go, there you are, you know? And mm. it's like here, you're going to learn some amazing skills that take you maybe to the next stepping stone. And I think when people think of it that way, like, I'm going to bus tables. I'm going to be the best dang table busser there ever was. And it's going to be better when I leave than when I came. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have that, it gives you purpose more than just your own, like, I get paid. Because if you're thinking about that, then you tend to not be very satisfied. But when you get rewarded and paid um, for doing for others and doing a good job, whatever that is, it, it gives you a sense of pride in a way that does good for other people. Yeah. You know, so I, I think just some of those things. And then now our leadership has just our leadership is a group of rock stars. And so that's enabled Matt and I to kind of step back because they encompass those same values and mission. Um, and they love on the staff. They're teaching like our new executive chef. His name is Bobby Benjamin. He's one of the top chefs in the country. Like we've been so blessed that he I mean, we were like, we're, we're not good enough for that caliber of a chef. But he feels blessed by being here because he can um, contribute to something that I think the world needs more of. And it aligns with his honest, honesty and food and flavors and vision. Um, and so just having having that kind of leadership mm -hmm. um, and how it's applied to food, how it's applied to drink, how it's applied to wine, how it's applied to every experience that you have, um, I think is just, I don't know, it's something pretty cool to just be a part of and witness growing. Yeah. yeah. Man, to see the growth. I mean, from her standpoint, eight years ago to see where she's come. Now they, you just said you guys were going to expand some more. I mean, you guys are going to own this whole block by the time it's all said and done. I think, I think this is it. I don't think our landlord's <laughs> going to own anyway. <laughs> just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We're uh, opening next door. Uh, we're calling it the pantry because it's going to have to have its own door from the outside. But it's just, think of like your grandma's general store just floor to ceiling stocked with spices and we're going to move the oils and balsamics so we can get a little extra seating but like breads and pastries and cheeses and wines and charcuterie and grab and go so it's just going to be like decked out with things that you can take home you know that's and awesome so hopefully that serves people a little little more or a little better than what we're already trying to do yeah well before we wrap up i want to know what is your go-to on the menu Ooh, it's according to the mood. Okay. Are we doing breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Well, I guess tell us for each. Okay, breakfast. I come in, I get on kicks, but my favorite is the breakfast burrito, and I sub the sausage for bacon. Okay. I'm more of a bacon girl. Yeah. Um, breakfast tacos are solid. The Matt's avocado toast, it's named after my husband, so that's pretty solid if you haven't had that. Lunch. Um, chicken salad in a pocket. I love, I'm, I'm normally really busy and I forget to eat lunch. And so then it's like two 30 or three, but I don't want to ruin my dinner appetite. So that's like a good little chicken salad. Have you had ours? 
Uh-uh. So it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free. It, it's the best chicken salad I've ever had. It's phenomenal, so you have to try that. All right. <laughs> um, dinner. I mean, burger, pizza, salad, what? Um, citrus arugula salad is, like, I've had to kind of beg chefs to keep on the menu because it's so good. So it's got, like, goat cheese and citrus and arugula. Um, the mushroom Swiss burger might be one of the best burgers I've ever had. So... I agree with you on that <laughs> yes, one. I love that one. That was the first thing I had when I came here. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, almost everything on the menu I could roll through. And it's just, you know, you get on kicks of wanting tacos and then you move to pizzas and salads. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've had so much fun with you. Thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah. So tell people where they can find you guys okay, on yeah. social media. And, and where you are located. Yeah. yeah. So Franklin, Tennessee, uh, we are near the intersection of Moores Lane and Franklin Road. Our address is confusing because it's the name of the street that goes through our parking lot, but it's 3078 Maddox Way, um, Urban, H-E-R-B-A-N. A lot of people pronounce it Herban. Uh-huh. Whatever you want to pronounce it as, <laughs> Urban, Herban, whatever. Just come on. We'll welcome you. Um, yeah, and we're just going to keep trying to serve people the best we can and we do have a line i have to just go ahead and disclose that i mean i think our biggest frustration with people now is how busy it is yeah yeah so we're trying to serve people quickly but that's because it's so dang good exactly (laughs) seven days a week seven days a week what's your hours of operation eight to eight Eight monday through saturday sunday we did reduce our hours just to give the whole urban family a little bit of a breather so it's 10 to 3 on sundays um and we just pack in a whole day and five hours yeah but um yeah so just visit and let us know how we can do even better that's awesome we are 100 seed oil free now which is a huge deal we've been trying to work on this for a couple years now and chefs um chef bobby made that happen so we're 100 organic avocado oil and extra virgin olive oil so it's for us it was not if you go out and eat you could eat at urban but like you can eat here every meal and you're being nourished we try to do that. I mean, we were always kind of looking yeah. at the seed oil. So now we know. Now we know. And everyone else will know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ashley. We appreciate you sitting down with us yes, so much. Thanks for Everybody check out me. Urban Market. Oh my gosh, or yes. Herban Market, however you Herban. <laughs> Herban. Herban. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love this vibe. You're going to love the food. So yes. check it out. All right. Thanks, See ya. Guys. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, man.